Good evening. Grace and peace to all this evening that are here. We have a great and awesome God, the opportunity to be here, to be together. And I want us just to think about that opportunity we have, togetherness, to togetherness as a church family, togetherness as a body of believers, to, pro, to, to, talk, to preach the gospel to others, to encourage one another, to spur one another on, to talk to one another, to confess with one another, all of the great things that we have in common, the great opportunities we have in Christ Jesus and with one another. Now, what does the ones think about that? Is we can think of Jesus when he was here on the earth, when he sent out the twelve to preach the good news that the kingdom of heaven was near. He sent them out two by two, right? And then Jesus later on is going to send out the seventy or the seventy-two, and he's going to send them out two by two. And so Jesus wants us to have the idea that we're not alone when we have to go out and share the gospel. And I want us to talk about that kind of togetherness. Having somebody that we can together go with to preach the gospel, to teach the gospel, to talk to someone. Sometimes as Ecclesiastes chapter 4 says, better two than one. One can pick up one, the other if he falls. And all of those things that it talks about in being togetherness. And so tonight I want us to think about the togetherness that we want to have. We can think about when Jesus went up into heaven and he said, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and teaching them all things. And we can see it as it starts in Acts. You'll see when Paul and Barnabas are together. And then when Paul and Barnabas decide not to be together anymore, Paul takes Silas and Barnabas takes John Mark. And then when Paul goes somewhere else, he's going to find Timothy. He brought along people with him to share the gospel, to share his life, and to make disciples, to make other disciples, okay? And so we see this, and I want us to see the togetherness in three different stages here tonight. I want us to see the togetherness from the book of Third John. I want to see the togetherness what Paul had with Priscilla and Aquila, and the togetherness that Paul had with the church in Philippi, for us to notice in how many different ways we can show this love, that we can be together in different ways. Now look what it says here in 3 John. Let's open tonight in 3 John to see the togetherness that we have in the gospel by the way that John did it. And I want us to know a key tonight of the words that we're thinking about is hospitality. Okay? Hospitality. What is Christian hospitality when it comes to encouraging one another to be together also? In 3 John, he says, The elder to my dear friend Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that you all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along. It gave me great joy when some believers came and testified about your faithfulness to the truth, telling how you continue to walk in it. I have no greater joy than to hear my children are walking in the truth. And then he says these verses here. Dear friend, you are faithful in what you are doing for the brothers and sisters. Even though they are strangers to you, they have told the church about your love. Please send them on their way in a manner worthy that, that honors God. It was for the sake of the name that they went out receiving no help from the pagans. We ought therefore to show hospitality to such people so that they may work together for the truth. We're working together for the truth. We want to be a people who, when we receive people into our house that are preaching the gospel and teaching the gospel, that we may be encouraged by the stories they tell us and the things that we can do together. You know, one of the greatest things is like, and I can attest to this, coming home to furlough every two years, one of the greatest opportunities that we have 
as partners in the gospel in Brazil is to share that with people in their homes. And so whenever we come to the States, somebody invites us into our home, their home, have gave us the opportunity to talk about Jesus, to talk about the things that God is doing, just like Gaius was there receiving the brothers who were preaching the gospel, hearing the things that was going on, and he showed hospitality to these men, these women that were preaching the gospel and talking to others about Christ. And he says, dear friend, dear Gaius, you are faithful in what you are doing for the brothers. They went out not receiving any money from the pagans. But they went out to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it was for the sake of the name that they went out. And he says here, we ought to show hospitality to such people so that they may work together for the truth. You know, one of the greatest things that you can do when you hear somebody and what's going on in their lives, invite them over to your house and talk and enjoy listening how God has been effective in the life of that person. Or you receive, receive that opportunity to tell that person how God has been effective in different ministries, in different ways. And we begin to encourage one another. You know that each and every one of us may have a story that the other doesn't know. And so when we invite each other into our houses, we start to understand on a deeper level, what are the things that makes us tick? What are the things that God has done through our lives that we can see and that we can be encouraged by one another in our lives each and every day? Gaius was a person who showed this, this brother in Christ. When he, people came through, he said, hey, I want them at my place. I want to know what's going on, but not more than that, I want to serve them. I want to receive them. And he says what, as Paul says, that Gaius, or Gaius, okay, Gaius in Portuguese, Gaius is in English, okay? That Gaius, along with those who came, were serving and working for the truth. So it doesn't matter who was the one going out, who was receiving. Both were being encouraged and both were doing their part in the kingdom of God. Isn't that why the Bible says the the body is made up of many parts? There's only one head, but it's made up of many parts. And it takes every part doing its work for the kingdom of God to work and grow as he wants it. He wants each and every one of us growing. And Gaius showed in this moment this togetherness that he had for the church family. This togetherness that he had for the truth of the gospel. So when you're in your homes and you invite somebody over, talk about what God has done in your life. Talk about what God did in the life of somebody else that you know. Because when that happens, relationship happens. And when that happens, we are even more encouraged to preach the gospel and teach the gospel And talk to the gospel to other people. If you go to Ben's house, you'll be encouraged. Go to Jamie's house, you'll be encouraged. Go to Frank and Guan's house to be encouraged. Hear what God has done in their lives. And the other lives of everybody else here as well. Enjoy that time to get to know each other. And see how we've worked together for the truth of God. In ways that we may not have even ever imagined. Amen. God works at all the times. You know what was so great? This I, I was in Cersei this cap, like, Thursday, well, Friday and Saturday. It was in Cersei. And while I was there, there was a couple that I'd seen there that, and this is hard to believe. I met them in Cookville, Tennessee before I was a Christian. And they were there. And I remember them when I came to Christ in 94, 1994. They were fixing to leave. From the church there in that area to go to a different place. They were interns with the youth at, there at that time, with the teens. But I remembered them. 
And I remembered them, one of them encouraging me at that time. And I said, look, I, you know, I know we didn't have much time together. I don't even know if you remember me well. But I want you to know, if I remembered who you were, you are part of my story. And I thank you so much for being an encouragement to me back then. It's amazing. It's amazing. God gave that opportunity for me to see that and to share that. And to share what they've been doing in their lives and me share what we've been doing in our lives. Even if it was just for 10 minutes there in the the chapel auditorium. But it was great because it caused relationship. And caused us to see how God works for all of us. For the truth of his word. Look what he says. We ought therefore to show hospitality to such people as, as that we may work together for the truth. We want to work together for the truth. One of the greatest ways to work together for the truth is to encourage those to come, talk, tell what Christ has been doing in their lives. So you are encouraged and you can encourage them. Paul said, send them on their way in a manner worthy of God. God bless you. God take you wherever you are. If it's at your work, if it's with your family and wherever you go, God bless you. And God, you be a, continue being a blessing where you are. Because you know what? We're all working for the truth of God's word. We all want to see God's word spread. God's word was spreading where Gaius was because Gaius was receiving people into his house. Receiving strangers into his house. Brothers and sisters in Christ he didn't know personally. But when they came, he said, I want to know you. And so when we have other visitors also from other places, come on in. I want to know you. I want to have a sense of togetherness. I want to have a sense of relationship. That's what God wants us to have with one another. For us to grow, to understand, and understand who one another are. But not only this, we can see Gaius doing this. But there's a couple, a Gaius along with John. And John says, Gaius, you know what? I got so much I want to tell you. And he says in verse 13, I have much to write you, but I don't want to do so with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon and we will talk face to face. Paul saying, I want to see you again. Paul, not Paul, John. Thank you, Tim. He was giving me that look. Mark, wrong name. Okay. John said, I want to see you again, Gaius. Face to face. Why? Because Gaius had an impact on John's life. And guys had impact on all those brothers and sisters in Christ who were traveling through there for the truth of God's word. May we be ready to be open to receive our brothers and sisters in Christ in our houses to be encouraged and to encourage them to continue on in the work wherever they are and whatever they are doing for the Lord God Almighty. Because we're all in it for the truth of God's word. But there's not there's another couple That Paul ran into. I said Paul with Silas, Paul with Timothy. But there was a very special couple in Acts chapter 18 that he's going to meet. And that is Aquila and Priscilla. And let's open our Bibles in Acts chapter 18 just to read these first couple of verses here to understand who they are. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he met a Jew named Aquila, 18 verse 1, a native Pontus. Who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla because Claudius had, joined, had ordered all the Jews to leave Rome. Paul went to see them and because he was a tent maker as they were, he stayed and worked with them. Every Sabbath he reasoned in the synagogue trying to persuade Jews and Greeks alike. The first thing I want us to understand is that Paul, Aquila and Priscilla, Priscilla, in the midst of change, in the midst of a hard situation that they were facing, moving to a different place. God brought Paul, 
along to meet Aquila and Priscilla. And then when he found out that they were tent makers as he was, he decided to stay along with them. And we understand lots of times Aquila and Priscilla are going to receive people in their house. And we're going to see that fully here in a moment. But it was such a connection that they had that they received Paul into his house. They showed hospitality to Paul. They allowed him to be that. They, they were accustomed to changes. For Paul had been changing, going from place to place. Now we can see Aquila and Priscilla, Priscilla and Aquila, going from place to place. And we'll see that they go to Ephesus and Corinth. And then they'll be in, even in Rome at one time. But wherever they are and wherever they're going, they're being the church where they are. And they're being the church because of togetherness. And the reason they want to do that is because they want to see people with the Lord. Look what it says in Acts chapter 18, verse 18. And 19, chapter 18, as it says here in verse 18 and 19, Paul stayed on in Corinth for some time. Then he left the brothers and sisters and sailed for Syria, accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila. Before he sailed, he had his hair cut off at Sincrea because of a vow he had taken. Once again, Priscilla and Aquila went along with Paul. They went to a new place, a different place. It was a bond that they, re- that they had reached so close together. And then Paul's going to go somewhere else. And it says here in verse 19, they arrived at Ephesus where Paul left Priscilla and Aquila. And he himself went into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. You know what Priscilla and Aquila did at the time that they had with Paul? They made the most of the opportunity. They enjoyed the time that they were together. But when, they're sep- when they were separated, we can tell that they really did enjoy their time with them at that moment. Now that they're separating, they're knowing that they're going to have an opportunity to get to know other people. And you know what? One of, the, one of the ways that I think about this, and I know I've seen it in Brazil, and maybe you've seen it here also. But you have something that's going really good. Maybe a Bible study on a Friday night with lots of people. And it's going really well, and God is blessing it. And then something happens in And then that moment stops and it's not like it was. And then it might start somewhere else on another night of the week, a Thursday night of the week or whenever it is. But what am I saying? When we're the opportunity, we have the opportunity to be together. Let's make the most of that opportunity. Amen. Make the most of that opportunity to encourage one another. Make the most of the opportunity to talk to one another, to get to know one another, to grow in our relationship with one another each and every day. Take the opportunity to meet together as a church family. Take the opportunity to meet in homes and Bible studies. Take the opportunity to meet in groups. Whatever it is, use that opportunity to get to know your brother, your sister in Christ, and be encouraged. Priscilla and Quilla, what happened to them while they were there when they went to Ephesus? Was it out while they were there, they were going to meet a man named who? Apollos. And it says that Paulus, Apollos, okay, Meanwhile, in verse, chapter 18, verse 24, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man with a thorough knowledge of the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and he spoke with great fervor and taught about Jesus accurately. Though he only knew the baptism of John, he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they invited him to their home Explain to him the way of God more adequately. Where did they invite him? To their home. Apollos. Wow. You know this Jesus. You, you, what you're teaching about this Jesus is right. Did he just say Apollos in front of everybody? 
Oh, everything you're saying is wrong. No. What did they do? Invited him into their house, him into their house. And then we can be assured that if Apollos had only known the baptism of John, they talked about the baptism of Jesus. And it says that from that point on, verse 27, when Apollos wanted to go to Achaia, the brothers and sisters encouraged him to, and wrote to the disciples there to welcome him. When he arrived, he was a great help to those who by grace had re- believed. For he vigorously refuted the Jewish opponents in public debate, proving from the scriptures that Jesus was the Messiah. One more time again, hospitality, receiving our brothers and sisters in Christ. Look what he says. He says when Paulus wanted to go to Achaia, brothers and sisters encouraged him and wrote to the disciples there to welcome him. Welcome this brother, Priscilla and Quilla, had an impact on the life of Apollos because they invited him they invited him into their home but you know one of the great things and we talked about that making the most of opportunities when you have it when you have that opportunity that we never forget the people in our lives who made a difference in our lives maybe for you who are here tonight somebody invited you over to their house when you most needed it perhaps you were going through relationship problems Perhaps you were going through financial problem. Perhaps you were going through emotional problem. Perhaps going through a spiritual problem. But somebody invited you. Come over. And the opportunity came for you to talk about those things that's going on in your life. And you received help. You received God's word. You received prayer. And you received encouragement from one another. Never forget those precious people in our lives. Look what it says in Romans chapter 16 in verse 3 when Paul is greeting the people from there. He says, greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. Paul said our relationship is not just based simply on Priscilla and Aquila. Ah, oh, yeah, they, they were there for a while with me. They're no longer workers with me. But he said what? Co-workers. He understood that they were still working together for the truth that's in God's word. Just as John understood when Gaius was working for the truth of God's word, so was Aquila and Priscilla. And Paul said, we are co-workers in Christ. Why are we co-workers? Because all of us have the same purpose. We have the same purpose, to glorify God with the talents that he's given each and every one of us. And with that purpose, we can say that we are co-workers in Christ. Isn't it great to know That we're not alone. Isn't it great to know that God said, I want you to take somebody along with you. Find somebody in Christ that says, hey, this is somebody that we can go together and we can make an impact on people. There in Brazil, there's uh, two guys, two men who uh, were so, so together that they went to many places all over Brazil. Encouraging the brothers and sisters in Christ. There are two older women in the church in Brazil also, they go many places all over Brazil. They're together all the time, teaching and telling other sisters in Christ about this great and awesome God, and they'll be received in the houses of people also. It's great when we can find someone that we can depend on to help with us in prayer and going through it together. May we never feel alone. May we know that we can call on someone to go help us, to be an encouragement for us, to help and share the gospel. Not only that, in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 19, the churches in the province of Asia send you greetings. Aquila and Priscilla greet you warmly in the Lord, and so does the church that meets at their house. 
the church, Priscilla and Quilla, greets them warmly. And so what also? So does the church that meets in their house. They open their homes for their brothers and sisters in Christ. Open their homes for worship as well. And also Paul in the later years of his life in 2 Timothy 4, verse 19, greet Priscilla and Quilla in the household of Onesiphorus. Paul never forgot the relationship that he had with Priscilla and Aquila. For sure, John never forgot the relationship he had with Gaius. For sure, you may, not, you may never forget the relationship with that person who's encouraged you to grow in your relationship with Christ. For me, that person, his name is Kelly, who was a mentor to me that helped me grow a lot. And I still call on him. And I still appreciate them a whole lot to encourage me to continue strong in the Lord. But above all, togetherness in ministry, togetherness in all these things, we continue and want to be a people that can be known by our love for each other as a church family, as we support missionaries, as you support Tim and I who are here. We all pray that we all always realize that it's a partnership in the gospel. It's not just us. It's every one of us here. And Paul understood that. And we can understand that fully with the church in Philippi. If you look in Acts chapter 16, and, and, and as we've been talking on Sunday mornings, we don't have to go to all of those passages now. But in Acts chapter 16, we have the conversion of Lydia. When Paul went to the place of prayer. And when he went there and had the conversion of Lydia, the first thing she did, she says, If you consider me a believer in the Lord, come stay at my house. And you know what it says there? Okay, you know, let's, let's think of it this way. Lydia's conversion. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, come and stay at my house. If you really want to, but you know, I understand. If, if you can't make it, it, it's okay. If you can't do it, it you know, it'll do another time. What does it say? It says, and she persuaded us. Paul... We want you in our house. We want to receive you well in our house. Great joy has come to me and my household today. Continue being with us. We're together in this now. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, if you consider me to be part of the body, come to my house. And he did. And so later on in Acts 16, Paul and Silas will be thrown in the jail. They'll be singing and praying. The earthquake comes. The jailer wakes up and he's about to kill himself. And Paul and Silas says, don't do that. And the jailer takes Paul and Silas to their house. And it says what? That he told them and shared the gospel of our Lord to them. And the jailer that very hour of the night was baptized into Christ. But how did that jailer show hospitality to Paul? First, invited them into their house. And second, as I don't know who said it, maybe it was Tim or somebody else in class, when we're thinking about that passage, maybe it was Margie, I don't know, I can't remember, okay? But it was somebody, maybe it was in the women's class, I believe. When, 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 Paul, when, when the jailer invited Paul and Silas into their house, he cleaned their wounds. Remember, they had been flogged. What love did he do that with? Cleaning them up, cleaning those wounds, all the blood and all the whelps and all the things that had happened to them. Being chained, 
with their hands and feet inside of the cell room to where they couldn't stand or sit. And yet now the jailer is showing them this love. And then when it comes to morning, Paul and Silas will be released from the jail. And where do they go? They go to the house of Lydia. And why do they go there? Look what it says. After 16 verse 40, after Paul and Silas came out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house where they met with their brothers and sisters. And what? Encouraged them. Then they left. Once more, Paul and Silas said, we need to get over to their house, to Lydia's house. We need to encourage them. Let them know what God has done through us now, even though we were in prison. And Paul left. But is that the end of the story? Is that where it ends, the relationship that Paul had with the church in Philippi? Is that the it? Is that the, the end? No way. When Paul will go to Thessalonica, the church in Philippi is going to send money, not once but twice to help him while he's there. Not only that, the church in Philippi and the churches all in Macedonia are going to hear about the, the, the great persecution that was happening against those in Jerusalem and those in Thessalonica. And all of those that were happening, all of that persecution there in Jerusalem and hearing about the poor there in Jerusalem, they said, we want to help. We want to be a part of it. We don't have money at all, but we know that Lord will provide. And it says they gave themselves to the Lord and then gave themselves to us. The church in Macedonia, the church in Philippi, Paul will say in Philippians chapter 1, and we understand this in Philippians chapter 1, he'll say this, I thank my God, verse 3, every time I remember you, in all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. Until the day of Christ Jesus. He who began a good work in you. Carried it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. What does that mean? The relationships that we have. The partnership that we have in in this gospel. As long as we're living. We're a part of it together. And Lord God. Help us to be a people who are ready to receive people in our house. To encourage them to continue in their walk with God. To continue to watch over the truth of God's word. To allow them to grow in their lives. And may I be encouraged by them as well. Those where we stay and the things that we do. Only Lord, help me to remember that we're in a partnership of this gospel. Lord God, give me couples. Give me singles. Men. Women. Give me kids. Give me senior citizens. Give me everybody in the church. Amen. God, I want every one of us. I need to receive encouragement from each and every one of you that's in this pew. Now, I'm not saying you need to invite me over to eat every time, okay? (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm not going for that end. That's not the motive, I promise, okay? But the thing is, Paul understood the importance of partnership. May we understand the importance of partnership in the gospel of Christ. May we be like Gaius to show hospitality. May we be like Priscilla and Quilla, that no matter where we go, we still know that we're co-workers in Christ. And may God continue to work through all of us. Because you know what? Somebody took some time to tell you and me about the gospel of Christ. And I'm convinced that God wants to work in you, Chris, until Jesus comes back. 
And he wants to work in Mark. And he wants to work in Emma. And he wants to work in ML. He wants to work in every one of us. And he is working. And he's encouraging us through your lives. Thank you for your lives that show faithfulness, that show goodness. And I pray that I get to know you each and every day better, that you get to know me better as well. Because we understand that the partnership of the gospel that we have is through Christ Jesus. The thing is, is, do you want to be a part of this kingdom? Do you want to be a part of this partnership in the gospel? You got to be an opportunity to come to Christ tonight. To be a brother and sister in Christ. To grow in your relationship with Christ and God's people. To be encouraged to grow each and every day. If you're not in Christ, come to Christ tonight. Let God continue to begin that good work in your heart. He's already started it. He's already brought people around you for you to think about your life to Christ. Decide to give your life to Christ and appreciate those people. But above all, may we know that we're together for the truth of God's word, that we pray for one another, and that this partnership is until Jesus comes back. So let's get ready to encourage one another until that day comes. If you have any needs, come as we stand and sing this evening together. We hope by listening to this lesson, you have found a better understanding of the Bible. And through that better understanding, find a closer relationship with God and His Son, Jesus Christ, our living Savior. If you have any questions or desire more information, please feel free to contact us here at the Dangerfield, Texas Church of Christ. You can find us at dfield.org. That's D-F-I-E-L-D-C-O-C dot O-R-G. Or you can email at dfieldcoc779 at aol.com. Or you can call us at 903-645-2896. If you are local to the Dangerfield area, we would love an opportunity to meet you and encourage you in person at 818 West W.M. Watson Boulevard, Dangerfield, Texas. 75638. Our meeting times are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Bible class and 10.30 a.m. for worship service, Sunday evening at 6 p.m. for worship service, and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. for our midweek Bible class. Grace and peace be with you always.